Hey there. Before we got started, we want to say a quick thank you to our host, Muse on Minis. For years now, Muse on Minis has been the industry leader in beautiful, high-quality tabletop accessories. From tokens to widgets to terrain and more across a wide variety of games, Muse on Minis has everything you could possibly need to complete your tabletop wargaming experience. Head to MuseOnStore.com to see what new innovations the fellas come up with next. That's MuseOnStore.com. Musing and amusing accessories for every gamer. Now on to the show. That's my bad. I was trying to look up what the Australian national anthem was, and that popped up. But I, I, don't think <laughs> I mean, I could sing it for you guys, but nobody wants to hear that. Oh, okay, sorry about that. That's my bad. My, in, my intel was incorrect. <laughs> uh, anyway, hello and welcome to episode ten of Full Tilt. My name is Stephen, and I play Scorn. My name is Jesse, and I am currently playing Grimkin. And we have a special guest all the way from down under. Oh, yeah. Tom Oliver from oh. Tomo Paints on Instagram. If you have not followed him yet, you should because he's a great painter. But he is here with us today to talk about the update and talk about Troll Bloods specifically. Hey, hey guys. Hey, thanks for the, uh, the kind words. Oh, no worries. It's hey, true. thanks for, th- thanks for uh, joining up. It's pretty cool. You're our first guest ever. What an honor. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a privilege. Ten yeah, episodes um, in and you're in. <laughs> the pressure's on to set the bar high for anybody that comes yeah, up. That's right. like, they, they better be really terrible at uh, interviewing. <laughs> well, I might have to cut this part out, but... Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> Are you a fan of the meta, Tom? Do you listen to that podcast? Uh, I've I've listened to it from time to time. I've been on it a few times actually. I've, I've, I didn't know that. They've been good. They've been good chats, and it's good to like engage with the community, like you know, with hearing listener questions and all that sort of stuff. So I'm always sure. happy to like, just to like I'm I'm always happy just to run my mouth about this game, um, whether I'm right <laughs> or wrong. Like I, I, I think I popped a bit of heat the other week for Thagros Zero takes. Um, <laughs> of using the word could be using the words could be awkward was apparently just way too harsh a judgment to give on that guy. Oh, um, so so you know. <laughs> Um, so let's see how I go with a faction that I actually play today and see whether or not I have a uh, mob outside my, my house tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just give them the address, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll send it out. I'll send it out there if you need if you want. I think, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> so, so uh, for your local meta, how is it? how's things going over there? You're from Sydney, right? You're playing that? Yeah, man. That shark, yeah, that so I'm, I'm from Sydney. Um, yeah, so so Sydney's a, a fun, um, a funny place for War Machine. Um, we've traditionally been um, a really sort of um, bustling, positive, um, large uh, community um, for War Machine, um, and you know a lot of the players that have been on the WTC teams that that have taken out the wins there were um, were, were Sydney siders. Um, so sure. you know my regular star- sparring partners are guys like Chris Davies and Jack Ding and. Um, right. And all those guys. Um, oh, yeah, no big deal. Dark tech. Yeah, it's it's um you, you definitely learn War Machine in Sydney. Um, so and and look, they're they're a great bunch of guys. Like it's a really positive community down here. It's it's taken a little bit of a hit over the last few years, and I don't think that's um uh, necessarily been a huge result of changes in the game or direction of the game. Mm. Um, we've actually just had like a bunch, uh, like a bunch of our like big guys um, sort of just wind up with life changes. So um, kids have come along, um, they've moved into state um, work has just work demands, just like really push them away from being able to focus on war machine all the time. 
Um, or like, you know, they're, they're developing their own um, games in the case of like um, Guns and Jeff Galea sure, 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 now sure. running Judgment. So look, like Sydney's a, a great place to play War Machine. Um, we've been building up our community um, back up slowly but surely, but been broken up with um, COVID over the last couple of years. We've just like, we're literally just coming out of our our um, biggest lockdown in, um, in New South Wales, um, which is a state that I live in. But um, yeah, look, we're, we've been getting some new guys in the game. Um, we're looking at running like a, a new league um, as things are properly opened in the next week or two. Cool. Um, and, and that's been getting a bit of positive buzz and, um, yeah. and all that. So we've got like, we've got like anywhere between, you know, like we had our first games night last night and like off the bat we had like uh, four guys rock up just off the blue, which is good considering that like not everybody's allowed outside yet. Right, um, right. based on like vaccination status and all that which is yep. is just part of the course and like you know we're really lucky that we're in a place where like death rates and case rates are really low um, and that'll pick up over the next little bit and we'll wind up with back back with our tournaments which usually get anywhere between like 10 and you know if we go down to canberra like 24 guys which is like three hours south oh, of sydney nice. um so yeah so look it's, it's all positive at the moment it's just like it's just been a funny couple of years like you know c- pandemic combined <coughs> with like i think a little bit of um a little bit of staleness in the game. Um, yeah. I think it's just like people have just looked at other things. Like we've had a few guys check out Warcaster and all that sort of stuff. And I think they're all sort of starting to look back at War Machine, which is, which is really great to see. Um, we've had a few guys return. So, um, yeah. So like whilst, yes, Sydney has a bit of a rep for, for the shark tank of it all. Um, it's also just like, yeah, there's also a, a really cool, really fun place to play and, cool. um, and grow. Yeah. That's great, cool. man. So you think yeah. that a lot of those returns is that from this update? Is that sparked a lot of interest? Oh, the, the the amount of the amount of like I thinking about coming back to the game that we've had over the last couple of days has been really really positive. Um, so I don't know if I don't know if it'll come to fruition. Like of course, you know, War Machine has fairly high barriers to entry, and so even if people are like I'm keen to come back to the game and like they have they come back in, and it's like it's a fairly it can be a fairly overwhelming um, experience, and yeah. I've certainly seen people sort of boomerang back um, come in and, and then straight back out again. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's just part of, of the, the life cycle of the game. But, um, we've, we've had a few of our old, like our, our long-term players who maybe been quite a bit quiet over the last few, de- few years. Um, like they've, they've like lined up games for this weekend, um, and all that sort of stuff. So, Sweet. um, so I guess like that's a pretty good indication of where this, like, you know, what this update is sort of doing for the game at the moment, which is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I agree. We are terrible interviewers, but uh, how long have you been playing the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been playing the game for too long. Um, <laughs> I, start, uh, I, I got out of, like, so I used, I've been playing, like, war games for 20 years this year. Jeez, yeah. Because wow. it was when I, moved, when I moved house as a kid, which was 2001. Um, so I got into, like, tabletop gaming when I was nine um, and, like, um, have been doing it ever since. Um, but I picked up War Machine when like Fantasy Seventh Ed came around or Eighth Ed, which, whichever one like made it really quite unplayable. Um, Eighth, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I think I might have even jumped out at Seventh, to be honest. Okay. Um, so, so I, I picked up War Machine with some buddies, but like we like because we're all like dumbasses, we didn't do any reading beforehand. We just like got the <laughs> Privateer Press, we got the Privateer Press catalog, and we're like, these models are sick. Um, and let's go and buy some. So we went and bought a bunch of battle boxes, and then we went back to the shop the week later, and the guy in the store is like, yeah. So have you heard of this new thing that came out today called Mark II? Um, so, um, so we, we had like a funny start to it where like we spent like maybe six months of just like really like, like just that painful process of transitioning all this stuff that we'd bought, 
um, which was really just like battle boxes and a couple of bits and pieces. But like everything was still coming out with like Mark One or Mark Two cards, like that was one or the other. So, so yeah. But I picked up the game around there, like right, like literally the week before Mark Two dropped. Um, <laughs> I picked up Signar and Trolls at the same time because I was like, you know what, I'm gonna invest in this game and have enough so that like buddies can play it. Um, yeah. And we sort of like you know me and, me and my mates really played for like like just garage games for I reckon the first two two years. Um, and and I was and I was really bad at the game um, for the that entire edition, but we eventually transitioned over to like playing tournaments and stuff. And, and I was just like, I don't know, I, I like once I started playing events for this game, like there's just something about it. Like the games are so engaging, um, and so like like I, I use this analogy with my partner all the time, where she's like, you know, like you you will sit at home on the couch. And just like be on the phone the whole time we're trying to watch a movie, like it annoys her. Like, like drives off the wall, and I'm like, yeah, man, I got, I got really bad ADHD. Like, like as far as like that's concerned, like I can't sit and do one thing at a time. I got to be, you know, yeah. playing playing on my phone while watching a TV while also holding a conversation and trying to plan my week in my head. Um, but you know, she's like, but like you know, the second you go down to it, like for a tournament or you're at games night. And I need to like find out like what time you're going to be home. It's like I could be waiting like six hours before I get a response. I'm like, that's messed up. Um, it's like why can't you just ignore your phone all the time like that? And I was like, because it's like genuinely like, this game is just like can just hold my attention like that. Like I yep. can just sit there and play. And it's like, like that's and that's fundamentally like why I like it. It's like such a good way to switch off from the world. Like once you're yep. in a game or like while I'm painting, like I can just like just totally disengage. That's yeah. Great. Um, yeah. So like so I've been playing like all that time. I've I've now up to my sixth faction um fully painted um wow. which, yeah, yeah so I've, I've played signar and trolls for most of mark ii i got into circle um during mark ii and, and played a bit of that um and then wound up picking up a retribution army um and i think i pretty much played retribution only for about four years so like the year before mark three dropped and then the first three years or so of mark three um, and then I've, and now I'm just at a point where I'm rotating through all my factions all the time, um, with, the exception of, with the exception of Signar, which I haven't touched since Mark II. And that's not, not because Signar has been bad. It was just like I had such, a, like, like such an erratic collection of Signar. And like, as themes came along, it's like I don't have enough to even be close to start to fill up a theme for oh, this. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, whereas my other armies like, were much closer to just being able to like, make the new additions and, or adjust a little bit and I could start playing straight away. So, um, yeah. so yeah, great. so that's where I'm at, yeah. Um, and, yeah, now I'm just playing as many events as I can when we're allowed outside. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. I mean, yeah. why, don't you, why don't you guys just do what Idaho does and just ignore it? <laughs> ignore the time. Yeah, no, we, um, yeah, we got this, like, like and, and for anybody listening abroad, like, like it's, it's sort of starting to trickle through to, um, like, to, through our media, like, this whole concept of Australia being the world's, like, largest prison and we got all these lockdowns and stuff like that. But, like, it's really not been all that bad. Like, the, the points of resistance to, like, us being in lockdowns and whatever have been very, very small. So, like, Sydney's a, a city of five million people and, like, we've had, like, maybe a thousand people rock up for a protest once and then they realise, like, the penalties weren't worth it and the spiking cases weren't worth it. Yeah. Um, no. And like, and like we're at a point now where like, so New South Wales is like, like the largest populist state in Australia. So I think there's like eight million, six million people in this state. Mm. Um, and we're at 93% first dose vaccinated and 80 
4% as of today, double vaccinated for the whole oh, state. Wow. Um, nice. so, so just in terms of like, there, there was just a, like by and large, like, yeah, lockdowns suck and, and they're, they're boring and they, they, you know, they could have supported people like, for work and stuff better throughout it um, yeah. or, or what have you. Like, you know, people were, were hurt a little bit financially um, or I mean, pretty badly throughout it. <laughs> which, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know Which what is, uh, we, we don't need to get into that. but the this country has given its people not yeah, it's a terrible. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. so but, but like long story short was just like you know as far as like why didn't we ignore it? It's like because there was just like sort of this community mindset of just like just don't like just just yeah. put up with it for as long as you need to put up with it, and then it's like hey we're back at things being pretty close to back to normal. Yeah, um, as long as we don't like, you know, go to train stations and lick handrails for recreation, I think everyone <laughs> should, should should hopefully be okay from here on out. You know, no, I wish we had a, we had taken it a little more seriously here, but people just are so cavalier, like they don't they don't yeah. care at all. Those, and that's why the the vaccination numbers in Idaho are appalling, and yep. the, the death rates and the infection rates are really bad. But anyway, mm-hmm. all that. I'm really sorry to hear that, man. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's horrible. Yeah, that's, that's not great. It, yeah. you know, my, my wife is going to go into labor anytime, and I have to walk into that hospital, and it's full of, yep. of beds, and it's just horrible. But anyway, that's that is Let's talk about War Machine, but Yes. We're going <laughs> to talk about a positive thing. Let's talk yeah. about Troll Blood. Yeah, man. Let's do it. Go ahead. I think uh, I, I looked at these Troll Blood uh, changes. I think it's all really positive. There's not really much, I don't know, that's that's missing uh, no. to me, but I don't I don't play Trolls. Uh, but well, uh, I, I, yeah, I know I totally should. I think the pretty. I play Scorn, which is uh, Troll Blood Light. It's like that's di- like yeah, it's Troll Blood adjacent, right? Yeah, yeah, probably the same shape. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Adam, man, what do you think? Yeah. What do you think about the, the update for trolls? What do I think, um, dude? I'm so positive about the the Troll Blood update. Like, look, there are, there are elements of the um the update they put out where I'm like, oh yeah, like that's the direction they went. Like, probably wasn't my direction. Um, what have you? Um. I'm certainly not in the um, like the doom and gloom, like the skies falling um, sure. perspective when it comes to this update. Um, but trolls, I think more than any other faction, like, and this isn't just my bias. Like, uh, the amount of time that I've just spent talking today about this whole document, um, and over the last day, just like pouring through and having played like and, and invested in multiple factions, um, I think trolls are kind of the poster child of what you want this update to look like. Um, to be perfectly honest, like I think that, like I don't know if they necessarily got the they like I don't think they're going to come out as like the outlier, like top of the game, um, number one most broken stuff in the game. Um, I think that what they sort of represent is what the like really good adjustment looks like. Um, so when you've got um, when you've got a, a roster of heavy beasts that were really not seeing play, like you know fundamentally troll blood lists in Mark Three have like crutched on either having a battle group of like a gargantuan and a light or one heavy and two lights, um, which is kind of a shame because like troll beast models are really cool. And, yeah. and the idea of playing big tanky rock boys is, is cool. Um, yep. You know, I, I, what I think this achieves in doing is creating the, creating an, a sort of a, an environment where playing multiple heavies in a list is really, really viable, which we haven't seen this whole edition. Um, so yeah. like, we're talking like five years since I've like considered put like like you know just in a, a mixed arms troll blood list of having more than one heavy war beast. Sure, sure. Um, so like so on that front, like you know, I think that you know they've knocked out of the park with what their beasts look like. I'm super positive with the changes to a lot of the units. Um, like uh, understanding that the game kind of is moving to being, I reckon, 
you know, either lists are staying the same to optimize those choices because they were already really, really good. So like I've got a cold grimmer list that I was, I've been really attached to that I'm really happy. Um, doesn't actually get hurt by these updates because it loses Dooney Narcon and our Dooney Narcon as a um, rec option. But you know, the way which the, the points jiggled around meant that I, the list doesn't actually have to change. Um, yeah, you pay for it. Yeah, so you wind up in that scenario or, um, you know, lists where you had, like, or you wind up in the scenario where, like, the, the, game, the lists are maybe anywhere between 10 and 15% bigger than what they were previously. Um, so I think that's creating, like, a bit of a Wild West environment, but I don't think trolls are poised to um, either suffer or abuse that, that change. Um, and some things got pulled, like, so in, just in terms of, like, the, the units, like, I think some of the units, like, were discounted quite a lot, but yeah, if that's the direction the game is going, then like that's good for them, and um, I don't think that they're the examples of that where that's going to be really problematic. Um, and then the warlocks and the, like the warlocks changes right like overall were really 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 good. Like I played um, Grizzle One last night, at, like just because she's been not something I've considered since Mark Two, right. um, mm-hmm. and I'm really happy with where she's wound up. Like she's fun, she functions, um, and all that, which I think they've done a good job of reapproaching how that model is meant to work. And made some like simultaneously subtle and obvious, like I know it's an ox- oxymoron, but like like changes there. So like you know, making sure that all like that f- if she's a fell call caster, that fell calls are very functional. Um, but even like just little subtle things like um, her feet, including a free spell on there. Um, yeah. You know, it just it means that she's like the br- like I know that she's a she and all that sort of stuff, but she's the bro that helps bros, which is what trolls yeah. like fundamentally should be doing as a um as a faction. Um, there's a couple of missed opportunities along the way like you know if you're going to touch Yarl like why not touch his feet because that doesn't work but um, that's horrible but it's, it's not <laughs> yeah. great right no. um, but you know I guess he's got synergistic magic now so he does more than he used to um, but I think that he could be a like you know a revisit down the line like sure. I don't know if this puts him into tournament pairings but hey he got something um, but then there's other like you know there's little subtle changes along the way like Grim 2 getting more war base points is great um, yeah it's great Borka 2 scales really well into um, into the game now so I don't know if he's a competitive 75 point caster but if I wanted to play Brawl Machine he sound, he looks like a really fun caster oh, yeah, now like he, he, can, he can certainly be a brawler in that format yep. so like I'm, I'm overwhelmingly positive when it comes to the troll changes um <laughs> Uh, I guess to sort of long answer a question of do you, do you like it? Um, so ignore the last five minutes that I've been yeah, yammering on about, and uh, I'm going to say yes, yes, I do like it. Short answer, yes. Uh, yes. The, 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 I really like the P-Borker changes. Like, it's not really that big of a deal, and the spell is just kind of meh, but I also think he's a really cool caster, and that when that change happened in the transition from Mark 2 to Mark 3, I thought, such a, mm. a bummer. It was just like a, a flavor. You lost a lot of flavor there to, to lose the theory. Sorry to interrupt, man. Um, but no, that's but... the problem, right? Is that, like, he didn't need to be the best caster in the game, and I don't think he ever was the best caster in the game. No, he no, was, no. He was He was fine. Like, he, like you know, I, I, I know a lot of people played him in Mark 2, and Family Reunion was a really pop, like pop, popular, um, <laughs> popular theme force in Mark 2 and all that sort of stuff. Um, but he lost, like, but what Borker is, is, like, he's a dude running around with, like, he's like a frat boy running around with, um, a, like, with a keg. Like, he's, he's just <laughs> topping up and being, a, like, a drunk the whole game. Yeah, absolutely. And so you, you want him to be that dude that sort of just, like, doesn't die, but is also able to fight. Like, yeah. he, he's not got a, a spell list that controls the game. His spell no. list sort of um, f- 
fits thematically, like you know, uh, mosh pit, like knockdown on attacks is cool. Um, but it's it's an, it's okay, but it's not like top absolute top tier. He never needed to be top tier, but he needed to have an identity. And by losing that ability to be survival and cast his spells and sort of sit towards the middle of the table, which is what that cast sort of caster is meant to do, by losing that identity, he, you just saw him never because he doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Um, like the only time I've seen him played in Mark Three was when Wormwood first came out, and like this was when trolls were at a really low point um, in terms of like where they were considered on the the rankings. And so like Wormwood came out, he was really really. Bork got played purely because he could make something immune to spells, so you could not stranglehold a Glacier King. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like you know, that's been his that like for the last five years of Mark Three, that's been his entire identity was like Pretty two weeks. Somebody cast, played it. Yeah, yeah, pretty sweet indeed. Um, whereas now, I think you got reasons to play him. Um, yeah. Like he, he he works. Yeah, it's fun too. You know, like I said, yeah, it's interesting. Fun. You know. Yeah. yeah get, what do you think get, about? Uh, I mean, Calandra's changes subtle, but I think Discombobulate is a sweet spell. It's so. a really good spell, right? Um, I'm a I'm a really big fan of how they've touched her. It's like not like they didn't need to give her back um, old befuddle. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I think it's a real. Sh- <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> no. I, I think it was a real shame that that um, that befuddle yes. ever went anywhere other than Calandra because it was yep, too abusable anywhere else. Um, and it was a good spell on her. Like it was a sometimes food. It wasn't like she didn't cast it every game, but no. she had reason to do it because of things like highwaymen and backstab. Right. Um, exactly. And you know that's a that's a pretty balanced place for that to happen. Like this caster has to go out on a limb to be in the front row. They need to um, they need to cast that spell to tag it to, t- to then turn that thing around, and then you need to have a unit that has range eight guns to then be in range to shoot it. Like you've got to sort of start spinning a lot of wheels uh, or spinning a lot of plates to make sure that that uh, that combination goes off. But it worked, and it was cool, and it was good. Yeah. Um, it went to Fiona, and like that was a cast that I just like perpetually like I, I think i could leave tournaments and still be clenching hoping i didn't run into her that day um <laughs> yeah, on, the, on the drive home just being like look, look, looking out my rearview mirror mirror being like oh is fiona gonna come and get me um <laughs> so you, you know like that, that that became such a problem child spell straight away um so i'm glad that they've like revisited her um so the soothing song change like overall makes that spell functional um yeah, sure. you know that, that and that's important because like soothing song was just it was on Cast's cards, but I don't think I ever, and I don't, I don't know if many people ever looked at it being like, that's such a value-add spell to have, have on a card. Oh, no, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, it's, you know, some card, it's just now an ability to like, you know, some Warlocks have um, Fury Management and others don't. Yeah. Um, but the D- Discombobulate is a, ma- is a really cool spell. Like, you know, Super it's, cool. it's not overpowered, like, nope. you know, because it doesn't like it doesn't add threat. It doesn't last for a round, so you know it's only in that turn. So it's good for um, you know a triggering um, yeah, uh, sorry backstrikes if you've got backstrike. Yeah. But it's also a good accuracy buff if you want that, um, or if you've got um, you know it helps you mitigate scenarios where you're trying to set up plays and you, you're worrying about things like counter charges or retaliatory right. strikes or defensive strikes. So that makes it a, like I think that makes it a good spell. It's it's good to cast it's it's not breaking anything um but it's it's got a cool effect um which i think has been one of my biggest hesitancies like watching sort of design change is like they seem to be like there seemed to be a little bit of hate on anything that changed with positioning or facing or anything like that and sort of right. 
um, you know, and focusing more on like the fight and brawl side of the game. And this is not that, like, right? This is a cool interaction um, that adds a little bit of control to the game. Yeah, so, I, um, I, th- I think it's a spell that will scale up with skill, like, you know, yeah. you can use it to, to turn off shields, things like counter yep. charge, like you said, stuff like that. And then, like, the obvious things, you know, backstrikes. Um, yep. Earlier, you mentioned that uh, you thought there were some missed opportunities. Is, is the high women, or are the high women one of those? Like, should they, Jess and I have been talking, we think they, they should just be range 10, power 10. Is that too broken for those guys, or do you think they're fine where they're at now? I think it depends on where you fundamentally sit with um, what threat ranges in the game should be. Mm. Um, now, that doesn't mean that... I, so I think high women are a missed opportunity. Um, but I don't know if you needed to give them range 10 or if something like giving them reposition 3 oh, would have been better. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah, so like, you know, if you give them Swift Hunter and reposition 3, then rat eight gun, range 8 guns um, sh- shooting into back arcs or things like that, like, it turns them into a good flanking unit because like, they realistically, they're not like a, a center of the table sort of um, unit. No. Um, they can still get the benefits off Braylon for backstrike and all that sort of stuff. Um, but if you, if you keep Swift Hunter on them, so like they're um, moving two inches when they kill something and reposition three, that means like they shoot eight and they can wind up 13 inches away from something. Um, yeah. So yeah. when they're going into front on fights, that means that they probably wind up out of, out, outside of charge ranges, which is what... Um, yeah, and if you sort of ascribe to the idea that like charge ranges, when they're sensible, are within the nine to twelve inch range, um, like I think, th- which is where a lot of the game sits now. Um, yeah, right. And then, and then like a lot of powerful stuff is further. But if you sort of go like that's sensible threat ranges, so if you let them reposition out to thirteen inches, that makes them quite hard to then catch or catch the whole okay. unit all at once. Hmm. Um, and I think that that I think that is maybe a little bit more of an elegant change than just giving them range ten. Sure, sure, um, sure. Because because range ten then means like not and not that this is like a broken interaction, but it then puts them into the can they become too high a threat range of like right. um, throwing snipe on them with Gumby on or Grim two um, yep, who yep. are already trying to get as many long ranged good guns into their list as possible. Um, again, I don't know if that's like a broken interaction, but it's just like. Them just being like slippery banditos is to me a cooler <laughs> idea than just like let's make their their numbers bigger. Yeah, well, um, I do too. Sure. Cool. I do too. That's yeah. and like uh, range, and like sorry, you go, you go. go, go. I was, go, go. I was just gonna say like and and like personally, I I think that like when you give a ranged unit reposition three, it should be like max range ten, but like realistically, range eight guns are like the best place to be putting repo three for like balance reasons. True. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. Are there any other missed opportunities you'd like to speak on? <laughs> I think... Go ahead, I think it's just really rip, man. We, we rip into the company. We like them, but we rip into them. We don't, we're not I cheerleaders. Think, I, think, I think a healthy dose of critical is really important. Um, it is. And, okay. it's, and, it's, and it's not being like, you did a terrible job, and like, how dare you? Like, my, my sense of, of um, value in this game is dropping. Um, I think it's was, it was just like, while you're at it, why not do this? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Yarl, like I said, I think not touching Yarl's feet was a really big missed opportunity because um, his feet is outdone by, like, so his feet is meant to be like a denial feat, like where you're putting clouds down, that's countered by an objective. And there's other yeah. classes in the faction that already do it better. Like Colgrimmar just throws out clouds every turn that also right, drop yeah. your attack value by two. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he, he was, a, he was a, a, like, it was like, I get that you're trying to go for it, but um, I think they could have attacked him a little bit. 
um, a little bit more. Um, just sure. looking at the list here. Um, Are you happy that he's the, the caster that got the uh, that new Synergistic Magic? Magic? Yeah. I think he's the safest caster to put, to put Synergistic Magic on. I mean, he's three upkeeps, um, right? Three upkeeps. Um, yeah. His output is good, but not obscene. Sure. Um, so, like, and, and I think that you've got to be really, really mindful of that when you consider that Synergistic Magic doesn't have a cap. Um, so you oh, can yeah. have as many of those tokens as you want. Um, so realistically, he's going to be shooting, to, shooting twice a turn and getting two tokens and using those to upkeep his spells so that he can sort of be um, a, a gun boy um, and cast Animai and, and, and cycle upkeeps or whatever. Because yeah. um, I don't think... Do, does it, would, would he get that when he destroys an enemy model with an attack? Magic Bullet would trigger that as well, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't no, because it doesn't. It's, not, it's not from an attack. It's just a yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, right. so which he's is only unfortunate, getting, you know. Yeah, but it means that he's only getting two a turn. So like yeah. he's getting a good number of those tokens a turn. Um, if you were to throw it on somebody like a Grim, he's getting one of those tokens a turn, which no, is kind true. of like defeating the value of putting this efficiency bot on it. Um, and then I think for like throwing it onto um, throwing it onto. Like Granny would be stu- like you know you don't put on Granny because she doesn't have upkeeps in terms of like casters that are getting it um, right like you know getting kills regularly. Grizzle two might have been the other place that I looked at it because she does tend to shoot her gun a fair bit. Yeah, um, yep. And she and she has I'm pretty sure she has some upkeeps. I haven't, honestly I haven't looked at her in, in a decent <laughs> while. Um, we'll get on. There's, there's, so, there's so many so many cards and stats that I've looked at over the, the last like two days. I was like it's just a it's a haze, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, I was, like, I think I like, you know, woke up swinging, I was like, where am I type thing? Um, yeah, yeah. It's been a wild ride. Yeah, so she's got like Discord and stuff. So like, you know, she wouldn't be a bad place to put it. Um, but I think Yarl is where you get the most value out of it um, before you start requiring your caster to actually commit to melee to start killing things. Right. Horrible um, 2 has three upkeeps. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think Horgle is, like, you know, good on him. Like, they really gave it a, a red-hot crack. Um, and he certainly is a guy that exists. But I think that he's a caster that... I don't, I don't know how you make him right. Um, yeah, I don't either, man. I don't think... I think the new feat's cool, but you still have to have things on fire. You know? Yes. That's, that's the hard part, so... Yeah, it's, it's super conditional, and... It's like, you know, are you, like, wh- what, what is that, where, like, where are you applying that? And it's like, I guess the, the best application is when you can use that to really, hev- like, heavily alpha something. And so you basically create two effect, like, double alpha. So you, yep. you blast them with guns, and then you get another turn of shaving, or then you're into melee, but you're, you're initiating all the trades. Mm, right. uh, or, or, or all the, the combat sequences. Um, so I guess, like, maybe you, start, maybe you start thinking about playing him in, like, um, Vengeance of Dunia. And sure. using him as like a barrage team caster. So like you throw, you set something on fire and then you shoot it with three, you know, you set a gargantuan on fire and you shoot it with, you know, nine barrage team boys that are oh, all yeah. boosted attack and damage rolls. Um, that's, probably yeah. a, that's probably a decent place to put it. But I think he, like, you know, by doing that, you are starting to like really focus design in on focusing, like on emphasizing just how strong um, barrage teams are. Yeah. Right. And, and I don't know if that's something that trolls needed more of in this update. No, um, right. where, where it's really succeeding is where you're emphasizing the other three or four themes that they have. Yep. Um, yep. Which I think the rest of the update does really well. So I think, I, like, I, I just think, um, sorry, Horgle's a, a problem child. Um, he's a lot, like, that's a much better feat than where it was, but I don't know if I care enough. Yeah, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. 
It's kind of like the <laughs> what are those guys called? The sluggers with him. If you can get the there. sluggers, the shots off. Yeah, yeah. It seems okay. the 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 D three shot guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I hate they're, they're, shots, but if if you get them, you know, he can make them pretty nice. I mean, they're range ten, yeah. power thirteen. It's pretty. I think they're pretty good. I like. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing. There is nothing wrong with sluggers at all. Like they're they're cheap. Um, yes, they're yep. single wound, but like they're cheap and their guns are fine. Like if you can a- increase their accuracy and damage, those guns get really silly really fast. Like you're bringing oh, tridents yeah. for those guns. Right. Um, right. I think where like you know just in terms of like how this faction has evolved, I think that sluggers were really prepped and primed to be a phenomenal unit, and then barrage teams came out. Yep. Um, yeah. Which just like that, like you know, I, and trust me, I've I've played enough barrage teams to know that like that you do not need nine thousand IQ to wipe out an entire army with barrage <laughs> teams. No, it turns out, it turns out when you start measuring distance in feet, like the game gets really, really easy, really quickly. Is that um, why they nerfed Gunbjorn 2's feet? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's, it's not not the reason why they nerfed Gunbjorn's feet. No. Um, no. <laughs> um, you know. I actually, full disclosure, I have refused to play Gumby on 2 since he's been released because I'm like, I'm well known for like, you know, like I, I'm a big fan of opportunistic drifting, but like I do not want my whole game plan to be Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Um, <laughs> like, that, that's, that's not where I, that's not how I enjoy the game. And I don't think yeah. I enjoy it either. Like, I get that it's good and I get that you like, you just kill casters and stuff with it or you just blitz armies off the table. But like, I could flat out like go down to the lobotomy shop and buy myself a lobotomy and still win a game with that sort of like list. Um, and it's not, it's not like a good thing for the game. No, 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 no. no. I, so. I think no. he's cool. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. Yeah. Also, and he's more, and he's closer to sensible, but he's super binary, right? As well. Like he, he yeah, works or he doesn't. He's one plan, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, and you're building your entire list to fit whatever you, you know, that is. So. I mean, did his feet really get nerfed all that much with the, the no, no. blast it's just resistance? Just blast plan, which, that's it. It's gonna, yeah. it, it's gonna kill it. most things anyway. So yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, it. I mean, especially since like a lot of immune to blast now is just plus four armor. Um, right. so, it all of it. Um, no, with the exception of girded, right? So Rissavas defenders oh, just like are absolutely pissing themselves with laughter looking at that change because they're just like, we're already too good and now we're even better. <laughs> even um, better. <laughs> so, I mean, bomber shots still kill them, but... Bomber... Sh- well, they, they, oh. they don't take any blast damage. Yeah, they, they're immune. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, Jeez, they're, I'm an they're still completely immune to it to, to his feet. <laughs> Never mind, I'm dumb. Yeah, so, so they're, they're no. just... Like, I think there's, like, one sculpt in that unit that sort of, like, epitomizes exactly how they respond to that change, which is the guy that's holding his sword right, in front, right out in front of him. I think, he, like, that, that's kind of, where, like, their attitude to this change. Like, exactly. What's up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny, man. Uh, yeah, that change overall, I don't know, I think it is good. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of play in and out and stuff, you know, it depends on how much high explosive there is around in the game and how popular yeah. it is, but I really like it. It gives you the opportunity... To, to do something about these uh, all these little bastards that were immune to blast damage, but I mean, if you look at the cru- if you look at the Crucible Guard pages, they're all moaning and groaning because Rocketmen are, are literally irrelevant now because they're armor eleven. Whatever. Uh, so I, I don't I don't think anybody outside of a Crucible Guard player could possibly muster up sympathy for a Crucible Guard player right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Crucible Guard player, so 
I'm a, I'm a Crucible guy player, man. Like, and, and I'm just looking at this thing like, so I can still have these Vindicators do exactly what they did before. Yeah, I know. I'm like, well, yeah, you, know, you just move on, PP. Of all the things that you touched, you didn't change the Vindicator? Oh, yeah. right. So that, that's, a, that's a choice. Yeah, yeah um, I'll take it. I'm going to wager yeah. that they do get... Uh, a look. I mean, it might be like three months down the road, maybe six months. I don't know, but they're gonna, yeah. they're gonna look at the, that model again. I think. I think that they yeah. just. I think they need to lose powerful attack, like anyway, because it should like they're already like that faction is already like hyper focus efficient. Then alloc that allocating one focus isn't that much of a burden. Yeah, um, no, and then, exactly. And then maybe look at their shot types. Um, or I the think that they should get rid of the. Uh, I think the construct one's fine. I understand, like it's power. If they lose, let, let's say they lose powerful attack, and then yep. I think they should swap the same one that the the rocket has because it makes yep. the rocket irrelevant. You know, like I agree. make that thing relevant again. It's only four goddamn points now. Give the, yep. I mean, it's pyromorphic fucking destabilizer shot or whatever the fuck the stupid thing was. Mm. Uh, that's not a good shot, you know. So. Yep. Change it to something cool. I don't know what it could be, but uh, yeah, I, I thought it'd be sweet to add a fury to Warbeast. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think the other thing. I think it's it's like it's not really that meaningful because this doesn't happen that often. But why is it the same power in melee as the Toro? Like that that seems a little excessive. Yeah, that is weird. Well, that's that's the thing, right? Is that like you know, in term, especially when it comes to withering humor, which is why I didn't really understand the change. That if you're going to up the output of the Vindicator, so like it's you're paying premium heavy price for it at 15 points which in the new world order of war machine it's very premium heavy price right, right, um, right. but you know it's allowed to have a good gun and a, and, a, and a good melee thing providing that you still have to make choices in your lists like providing that it's not the most efficient package you could ever possibly conceive of with like oh if I give it one focus it's now fully fueled for melee or I don't have to allocate yep. any focus at all so it's fully boosted in, at range and at the same time, I'm taking this jack, which replaces the need to take a gun jack and then a melee jack, and right. replaces my need to take a weapon crew that was giving me a sweet buff before. Like it exactly. just it solves it's it's simultaneously solving all the problems, um, yep. which which is like just overreaching what a warjack needs to do. Correct, correct. Yeah. One thing. So I guess this is Runker's regard. Yeah. Do you think <laughs> it's fair that the uh, the Vulcan? Is still thirty five. It's the most expensive colossal in the game. Um, I don't have a problem with it. Um, because you should be like its output is good. Um, yeah. And and I don't. Like, I mean, I guess the thing is like I'm. I'm just going to check. Did it didn't get? It's not more expensive than adjudicator now, right? Yeah, the adjudicator is 30, 32 points, I think. Yeah. So I think that I think because they sort of function similarly, and, and I'm not the hugest person when it comes to um to just making exact like correlations between models but oh, no, no, of course not but but i think that those two models do have very similar, similar roles happens. which is like you know it's two sprays and two very good guns um sure. adjudicator the adjudicator is 35 um oh, so, it's still so i think yeah so it's still 35 so i think um that oh, okay. given that there's trade like you know i think that if you look at for parity parity's sake um, yeah. I think that, that that's okay that it's 35. Um, I think the Vulcan is still super viable. Um, its biggest problem was always that it was going to die um, to damage because it's like only armor at 19 and like armor buffs aren't all over the place in, in Crystal Guard. 
Not um, really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the mentalist changes that. Like, the mentalist yeah. now skews that to an armor 21, which sort of helps mitigate that particular particular issue. So, um, it's it's a premium colossal, but I also think it should be a premium colossal because it's, it's not just like a gun platform, it's a tech platform. Um, and you shouldn't be getting, like, you know, you know, and stripping, like, you know, counterplay to crucible, counter tech to crucible guard, I think, immunities. Um, yeah, that's a piece that, yeah. that strips out counter tech. Um, right. right. So I, I think that you do need to sort of look at the whole package, um, oh, even, in, even in the world where, where Colossus are cheap. I just thought, like, since almost every other one went down in points, it would maybe drop one or two. But, yeah. you know, I, I didn't even notice the Judicator, so fair enough there. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, so, and I, and I would have been okay with it dropping one or two points. Like, I don't think it is, um, like, an abusive, obnoxious piece. It's a good Colossal. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's, not, it's not by no means a broken. Um, no, no, of course so, not. Um, yeah, but we'll see how it shakes uh, out. Okay, like, is I mean, there I think even a broken Colossal out there? Is there, um, I think, I mean, Colossals, maybe not so much. Um, Gargantuans, I would definitely say so. Storm yeah, um, and Archangel yes. definitely yeah. fit in that category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and they're cheaper than both. Then. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think that... Um, I think that in terms, in, actually, maybe to answer your question and come back in a long roundabout way, is <laughs> I think you need to give the this update a little bit of time to breathe to see if people For are sure. now taking Colossals because they're cheaper. Right. And if they are, and the Vulcan is now being excluded because it's not worth the points investment, that's then when I think you what, you come back and reevaluate. Right. I mean, yeah. to be fair, though, like, none of the other Jacks got point reductions, and they shouldn't have. They're, they're all fine where they are, in my opinion. You know, Agreed. other than the Retaliator getting... Two points, which is awesome. I think that's great. But you know, yeah. like I don't really think. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not gonna go ahead. Like I mean, I don't think I would be building lists differently. You know, like I would still put hmm. adjudicator in certain lists, but I, you know, two vindicators is fine too. So you know, yeah, like, absolutely. We were uh, so close to getting back to trolls. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys have listened to Dark Guns before, man. Like we do not stay uh, on topic just... all the time. So yeah. um, <laughs> I reckon if I just I reckon it, like if you if you've ever seen Candyman or like you know the, no, the Bloody oh, yeah. Man, I think I think if I just say Alexia three Alexia two three times, Chris will actually show up. Is Bob up? So, um... <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking him tomorrow, so uh, cool, cool, yeah. cool. But yeah, yeah. Bring it back to trolls. I mean, I really don't mm. care if we if we ramble on. But the title of this podcast will say "Troll Blitz." Troll Blitz. Yeah. Uh, well, me and Tom will. We, Tom and I will keep talking after you go to bed here in a while. But I'm looking. Uh, the three kings all seem pretty sweet at the moment. Oh yeah, I dig it. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about you, uh, agree or not with the mountain kings and the glacier king and the sea king. Yeah, man. Like they, they are they they are very very compelling choices now. Can um, you fit three in one list? You can. I'm I'm certain you can. I don't think somewhere. It's good, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you could play with Ragnar actually because he has the most war beast points. Yes, thirty beast points. Yeah, that sounds about right. Man. Um, yeah. Look, I, I think that they've they've come out like smelling like roses. Um, sure. I think that they were maybe a little bit undervalued before. Um, yeah, like agree, in terms of like, like they were they were like for a long time they were the best part about trolls, um, yep. and that didn't and you know, they didn't get any worse as time went on. It's just that trolls got a few more options. Um, I, I it's still I, I still find it funny because like I played a lot of the Glacier King um, 
in a range of different lists, but like, you know, lately I've been using the Grim 2 and like, it's such a good gun platform. Oh yeah, man. Um, and then it's got good melee and it's animus good and it's got good side effects, side abilities. Right. Um, comparing it to the Mountain King, um, which, I, which I think is still great, um, but I still fi- I find it odd that there is like, I know it's one point, but I find it odd that there's a points disparity between the two of them. Um, like I the Glacier King and the, and the Mountain King? And the Mountain King. Yeah, um, okay. And, then, and the Sea King. So the Glacier King and the Sea King are like 32 points now, and the Mountain King's 33. Um, right. And I don't feel like there is a... Like, is it that you are getting whelps that generates yeah. that yeah, additional point cross? Yeah, I think that's probably it. Yep. Um, I, I, I would assume so. Um, yep. But I think Maybe that Kill Shot? Now... I don't know that it gets a second gun. I don't, that's the whole yeah, thing. With... It's, it's got the only Animus that works on other stuff. Um, which right. is like, and it's now got primal, which is uh, turns out a good animus. But um, I, I guess it's it's that the sum of its package that it, it's more supportive in its role. It's it's um sort of a bit of an all rounder as opposed to the the other the other two, which are more focused into being a gun platform or a melee pr- platform. Sure. Um, but yeah, so like, but but that's not to say I'm unhappy. I I think that all three are now um you know, all very viable um, and, and have been for, you know, I think the Seeking and the Glacier King have been very worth taking in lists for a while. Um, yeah. Like, as like, you know, good choices. Like, um, I, I don't think it's been explored enough, but I think Ragnar with the Seeking is actually oh, man. very, very, very strong because like the one thing that he doesn't have is Threat Extender and that thing has Threat Extension. Right, sure. Um, you know, and the, and, the, and the Glacier King is just like, it's such a good all-rounder, like, you know, range 12 gun with, with push effects and stationaries and stuff, um, I'm a big fan of. Um, so, you know, it's just, just a case of, um, you know, how much do they get played now that the troll heavies are back in action? Um, right, is, that's the thing, is, exactly. Is to be seen. And, it, it's, yep. and that, there's, I, I'm not confident in predicting what the game looks like in no, six months' time, because I think it's, the, everything is up for grabs. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be. It's so awesome. I love it. It's like, good. It's, it's crazy to think that uh, when that seeking came out, it was ten points more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, it was, was, it was like, over over forty points when it was. It was, it was, it was 40. 40 points. Yeah. That's, 10, that's yeah. obscene. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, they all have um, really sick roles now. Like the seeking, like I said, is a really good melee output. The glacier king's a yep. good gut platform. The mount king's somewhere in the middle. Pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, and they all have their own identity. Like, um, you know, I think there are other factions where their their huge bases actually compete quite quite heavily for like the same role. Sure. Um, I don't. I don't think that's the case at all. Look um, at you, Circle. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah. I'd, I'd say, I'd say no. possibly more like um, probably like more Nenoth. Like the Revelator is just the the ugly step sibling of yeah. the Judicator. Yeah. Right. Um, Voice Judicator. <laughs> yeah. Um, Potentially, even um, the conquest to the victor, um, but like, like, I think the conquest actually has a place. Like, Sorry, does the does the archangel just completely overshadow the blightbringer? No, it's it's the, the blightbringer has has a place so, in primal terrors. Yeah, no, for sure. No, that's fair. That's fair. That is completely yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but overall, like pr- pretty positive in terms of where they wound up. Like, you, what you want is for them to all be have reasons to be taken. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You, uh, the models in the how game. big of a fan are you uh, yeah. of the Earthborn reduction? Um, yeah, so, so you, you can go, you, like, when it came to updating the Earthborn, you could have gone one of two ways. And one is to make it cheaper and make it the, the cheap heavy, um, like the budget heavy, which 
trolls don't like you know have have always struggled with the idea of having really really cheap heavies, um, and which is the route that they've gone. Um, or you could have gone the route of maybe making it look a little bit more like its Mark II version, which was um, like it wasn't super cheap, but it was excessively versatile. Now they, I think they 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 the developers are obviously quite happy with how Elemental Communion works now, right? Which is good. Um, but it's at, starting at power fifteen. I, I don't know. I, I'm like you know, it, it's in this weird spot of like, yes, you can put rage on it to get it up to power nineteen with a like a creel stone potentially. But then you like it kind of winds up awkward if you're trying to get the creel stone aura. So because because it, it sling it slings itself out quite far. So then you're kind of going like, well, this is capping out probably at around power eighteen. And if yep. that's the case, then. It's not like guaranteed one rounding other heavies, but it's also not like clearing dudes efficiently. So it's no, in this like it's it's in this odd spot of like it's okay. Um and if you're and and there are things that you can do to really make it um make it exceptional. So like if there's any way you can generate terrain, um yeah. then that's really, really, really good. Um all that and it's quite a solid scenario piece for that reason. Um but it look now that all the heavies are cheaper. If I if I'm looking for like on the workhorse front, like only reaching one or two more points when beasts are now in that cheaper range, might just mean that um, it's a little bit superfluous to the mauler. And if you've got the two points, I think that you just go for brawl all the time. Yeah, no, for sure, yep. for sure. So um, yeah. yeah, so like it has like so its identity like is really going to boil down to like how much you need a heavy whose sole focus is on scenario um, and being a scenario point because it's not an efficient killer at mat 6 power 18 that like and that's the highest you can push it really in most lists um, that's not like a, a crazy efficient um, stat line to yeah. be doing that with and that's okay it doesn't need to be like you know it doesn't need to get its old transmute ability back where it oh, literally stole the, <laughs> stole the power of other weapons I love but, um, that so much yeah me too. Like it, it was mad. Like you know, going you going on butcher three and you get like plus yeah. six power after already in rage. Um, yeah. And you're like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but um, so you didn't need to necessarily give it that. But um, I I don't know. I I'm not like rushing to put it into every list now. No, of course not. No, but yeah, especially with, like like you said, the brawler being sixteen or fourteen point now. It's just like uh, I'll find the place yeah. for it. You know. So yeah. Well, I'm even looking, like even, I'm looking for a, a scenario beast. Four points less gets you a bouncer, which is pretty hard yeah. as well. Yeah. Bouncers are bouncers are really underappreciated beasts, in yeah. my opinion, too. Um, especially, that, like, you know, they're a reach beast, they're a shield guard, they're high armor. Um, yeah. They've got a chain weapon, so if you can get the power up, like, you know, in certain scenarios, they're playable punches. But um, the other thing, too, is, like, I, and I think that this is worth exploring, is that the Stonescribe Chronicler has never been a terrible solo. It's maybe been a smidge overcosted for what it does, but you can proc um, Charge of the Trolls really easily off something like a Bouncer compared to like you know other beasts because it's got oh, reach and it's sure. and it's not um, it's not expensive, which means that like you know it the and Stonescribe Chronicler now being two points um, means that charge the trolls basically being getting giving gain to your your warriors and if you're a fan of running warriors then that's a really positive place for him to yep. like that's a really positive interaction for him to start getting so i agree like i think the bouncer is um, often overlooked and and a, and a really really base for 
Oh, it trolls. Yeah. It's, just, it's a shield guard. I mean, that's just that's always good to yeah. have. You know, so. they share the same animus too. You know, they both have yep. Earth's blessing. Yep. Earth blessing for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. What do you think? Uh, quickly on the Hooch Holler losing three points. Um, is it, yeah, that's is it going to be worth it? Uh, that's a hard one for me to answer. Right. Um, it's not necessarily of whether or not it's worth it. It's whether or not you can own one. Um, and I think oh. that's always been the biggest problem with the Hooch Holler. Like, it's because it's one hundred and sixty dollars. So one hundred and sixty dollars US and. That internationally, because you've got to throw shipping on, um, you know, to ship it to Australia. Um, so in Australia, I think the last time I looked it up, it's so 160 US translates roughly to like 235 Australian oh, dollars, maybe a, little, maybe a little bit more. And then I've got to pay an extra, for a thing that size, I think I'm then paying an extra $40. So like about $20 oh. American just to ship it. And then I've got to live with the, like with the, um, with the inconvenience of it probably taking about three months to arrive. Right. So, um, so that's unfortunately a model, like, you know, Bahi, um, I'm all for, like, and some of the models have been cheap, you know, Iron Tridents, um, a yeah. well of Orborus, and their price point is really, really good. Sure, um, sure. But, but they're also, like, sort of faction staples, whereas the, the Hooch Hauler, um, outside, I'm guessing, I, I don't know how many people in the states but like outside of the states is a really big commitment for a, a model that is not a staple of your faction Fair enough. um so it's it's obviously gotten like you know 15 points is good and, and making the rule um accelerant consistent is yeah. a really good really good. good way to approach that like i like removing variances yeah, of the same clarify it. it's all the same you know yeah, it's all the yeah. same like you know you don't need to remember all the different nuances between this rule of boost and this rule of boost a little, and all that uh, sort of stuff Speaking on that, I'm a little surprised they didn't like just change the rule warpath for everything to just warpath. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, why um, is there a different one for infernals and then a different one for warcasters and a different one for? It's just stupid. Like, just yeah, it's, it's warpath. Period. You know, so like, it's, just, it's it, just the language of um yeah. of, of like you know then because it like um I was going to say in terms of, like make warpath and then just adjust war beast monstrosity or warjack. Based yeah, exactly. on who's got it potentially, because yep. um, that—that's the big—that's the big difference. Because you don't want to have just battle say, group at that point. Like, it's just a battle well, group then battle. it lets the caster move, or and um, uh, does it let the attachments move at that point? No, no. no it doesn't have battle that, so you could say just like other models in this model, but models battle group yeah. can advance, yeah. um, and that—that's probably clean enough. But um, right. I don't know. They've—they've they've gone down the route of like you know we want to have one for each of the systems. Um, right, which is okay, I guess. Which, once, just, you under, which it, once, once you understand how they all work and you just go like, it's Warpath for Hordes. I'm like, oh, right. cool, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, what was um, I going to say? Oh, I own a Hootaller. Have, do you, have you seen one? I've not actually seen one in the, in the flesh. Um, is, Brian, so, who's on... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Brian's got one and he's never put it together. So, um, oh. so maybe one day we can convince him to assemble it. There you go. Uh, the, the, like beer keg thing yep is it's like pure resin it's heavy you know oh, yeah. so that yeah i mean like i got mine on black friday because oh, yeah. uh, i'm like well oh, it's gonna be 20 percent off so, <laughs> so yep. you know that's 30 dollars <laughs> off the model cool yeah. but, yep and to me i mean we're pretty close to washington so it doesn't take anything to ship it here but no yeah. you know so i mean it's just unfortunate that you guys kind of get screwed out of that but oh well I yeah, really I think um, I think Privateer has now realized. Like we we were surprised when we were at the game shop last night that um 
because our game shop is sort of one of the big distributors for miniatures in Australia. Um, so it's like basically, like basically, the the game shop is a warehouse, um, oh, cool. which is pretty, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, and yeah. we we were when we were in there last night, we realised they've they've now been now carrying um, some of the Bahi models. So I'm guessing Privateer is um, starting to allow stockers Sweet. to order that, which I think they should be doing. Like, um, yeah, no, for sure, you, for sure. You may not be mass producing them, but at least make them accessible. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, when you do make batches for, for stockists and retailers. Right. Yeah, right. So we, we've been talking together for a while that, uh, like, this, the game, after this update, is probably the best it's ever been, in my opinion. I don't know if you agree with that, but, but I think there are some next steps that Privateer, I hope, is looking to take, and that includes, like, rebuilding your connection with retailers and stores mm. and hopefully bringing the press gang stuff back because the game is great. You just need to get it to people, you know. But yes. COVID complement or complicates that kind of thing and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't know if they're ever going to do the press gang again, just because they're scared of it. I don't know, you know, the bad, you know. But I definitely think like, doing something. I don't know, you know, something I'm, to that effect. I got a funny one. I got a funny one with the press gang because, like, um, so for for context, like we had press gangers in Australia, um, and um, like I was, I was not a press ganger, but I, I've been running some of our, like, you know, our regionally large events for um, about seven or eight years now. So, like, the press gang was around running those. Yeah. Um, and I never replied and, and, and whatever. Um, but for me, like, we, we've got some guys in Australia, like um, Andrew Hayden, who was, can call, um, yeah. who, was a, who was a press ganger and is an absolute legend. And, like, the press gang ended, and that didn't stop him from no. running events. Um, no. I think... I, 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 as good as the press gang was, it, it seemed to be a fairly difficult system for privateer to manage. Um, and I, I, sometimes I feel like, yes, it was amazing. And I'm certain that a few people, you know, that, that a number of people would have turned around and gone like, well, if I'm not getting a, a direct functionally financial benefit from running events, then I'm going to stop doing it, which is kind yeah. of a, a, sh- a shitty and disingenuous way to, sure. oh, yeah. to, to approach community organization and community. Um, yep. support um, from that person, not necessarily from the um, so I, no, I, I, I would like to see, not so much on the press gang front, I'd just like them to create maybe an avenue that makes the game a little bit more accessible um, so whether or not like they, they sort of reinvigorate the league like system, um, like you know the journeyman league system sure. um, yeah. or yeah, if at any point there's a, a um, like a limited format which is much more accessible for beginners, that would be great but um I mean, we always but, talked about... Um, yeah, we've been talking about that for a while. We think, we think what they should do... Well, this is my opinion. Anyway, I think yeah. what they should do is uh, just, like, eventually create, like, Brawl Machine box, like, starter boxes. That yeah, are I think that would be a great idea. 110 bucks, whatever it is. I don't care what the price is, you know. Yep. Um, but then, you know, you get you get those in the stores, get people buying them. The problem, the only, you know, hang-up is there. While this update's great, and I'm happy they did all this stuff, their line is so big, stores mm-hmm. cannot carry it. You know, it's yep. very difficult. So I do feel like they should have just cut some chaff out of every faction still, you know, but yeah. I guess that's just my opinion. I don't know. But and maybe that's still coming in the future. I don't know. Could be. Um, I, I also wouldn't be surprised. I, I think I was heard um, Faye saying on one of the other podcasts the other day um, that, like, you know, there, there, are, there are molds of models that, like, have basically worn and they're not making new ones of at the moment. Doesn't mean they can't because they've got the masters to remake the mold. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's just like there's just parts of their line that unless there's a huge demand for it, we just don't see getting restocked. 
So right. like whilst they're not deleting them out of the game, like it's also like you also can't have like a newbie walk into a shop and accidentally buy a terrible option as a result because it's outdated. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. is there like something you think maybe they could do? Like, uh, it's just a weird, it's a weird thing to ask a company to do. But then you have like, you know, let's say for every faction you have like, I don't know, ten or twelve, maybe twenty models that are not staples, but something that you can always grow your your effectively your battle box with or whatever you want to call it. Mm. Like, tw- um, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like something yeah, to that I, effect, where a store doesn't have to order the whole line to get people coming in. I don't know, but you know. Yeah, I think the um the theme boxes they did a while back were a really good way oh, to those, approach that. Yeah, um, those, those were great. So yeah, like di- directed purchasing seems to be like a thing that they could possibly look at a little bit more. So it's like you know, once you've got your battle box, this is how you upgrade um yep. to your next step, and potentially like you know. Um, Using that as a way to sort of guide people getting into the game that could be that could be a really good way to pr- approach it. Um, yeah. I'm by no means a, a businessman, so um, you know, uh, so take what I say as you will in this scenario. But um, I, th- I think that that's probably one of their biggest hurdles at the moment. Um, and I agree. Like, I think that the game is probably going to be in a much better place after this update, purely because it's going to like whether the game itself is better or worse. I think you get a lot of people. Who are now really enthusiastic for the game yes for the, for the first time in a long time and that's sure. really that that's got a bigger impact than um any buff like you know than any buff will have it's then a yep. matter of like have has what they've done been enough to sustain um people who have returned or people who are in the game to continue to return or play this game right right yeah, that'll be the, the key moving forward i think yeah, is, is it's hard though. Like I think uh, you know, like I think that while I love it's great, and I think you know, bringing with let's for your instance, you know, Australia is opening back up on Monday. You guys are all going to play again. It's awesome. Yep. You're going to have old players coming back. Everyone, you know, it's exciting. You know, uh, War Room hopefully updates, and you <laughs> you can build some lists. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yep. I'm just like, uh, just my whole, I am just concerned with, you know, I mean, for, I don't know how it is over there. I'm not, you know, from there, I'm not going to say that, but like for here, uh, you know, like our store doesn't carry it, uh, two, two, two buy privateer product in our state. We have to drive an hour and a half and Jay from discount games is, is, is two hours away from us. So that's not too bad. You yep. know, but we had another store where we had a lot of tournaments at, you know, two or three years ago, but there, and they had a pretty big, you know, they had a lot of the line, but it, it, it's just nothing now. I went in there a couple of weeks ago mm. and it's just like shrank to nothing, you know, God. it's like, man, that you, seems, you, you know, Go that ahead. seems to be like an, a, a very tangible problem at the moment. Um, I know there's I, like, I'm again, <laughs> by no means a business expert or an expert on how but I know that there's been, like, I think there's a reason why they're moving to Kickstarters for their side games um, yeah. to, to help with distribution. For sure, um, big time. Yeah, look, look, in Australia, like, getting product isn't terrible. Like, um, like the combat company where we play, um, like, they, they have the entire range in multiples all the time. Um, right, so that's awesome. it's, it's, it's only when you hit production issues that um, you can't really get stuff in Australia. And then um, Gigantor runs Irresistible Force up in um, Queensland, um, so in the northern state. Um, oh, so, cool. like, and he's um, and yeah, he's he's working. He's worked really hard to build up their community and to build himself as a really good stockist of of um, 
uh, privateer stock as well. So like we're we're relatively well covered. Like I said, it's it's production issues that then become a problem for us. Okay. The, the difficulty, like the, the, or the at least the the idiosyncrasy that like Sydney has as a community is that um, Sydney is like a really spread out city. Um, so like you know you, you it can take you like you know, in terms of our suburbs, like it's probably about an hour hour and a half to drive from the city to the other. Oh, wow. um, but there's there's very few game shops left. Like independent game shops are have sort of gone by the by, and we've got like a, a chain that that sort of run, that, that that does like the come and play games and and have a play state um, play space. But they're very focused on like D and D and Magic because obviously that's yep. probably their that's their yep. easy money, yep. and, and they stopped like stocking hordes a, a decent chunk of time ago. So our um, our difficulty is actually just having a central place to play, not not the stock itself. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised, like, and I don't know, I, and I sort of I don't know. I, I think that we might even wind up with you know clubs making a bit of a return instead of playing at game shops. Um, right. Which is, well, you know, if you go back 10, 12 years yeah. in, in Sydney, that was the big things. Like you had clubs, and it was almost like a sporting event, and like you know you go to tournaments, be you know people from. Yeah, are you from this club or from this club? And and you'd almost register and not be paired up with people from your club and oh, and all cool that though. sort of stuff, which was which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, but um, but we don't really have that at the moment. Um, so it's either like you either go to this one shop, which like you know for me that's a it's a forty minute drive. Sure. Um, so we have the, we and, have the same thing here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Which is which is a decent commute, or um, or you're playing at a at a buddy's house, um, and it's yep. like those like it's it's that one shop or the the home game scenario. Those are your your kind of your options. Um, so so yeah, like that's that's a that's a little idiosyncrasy that our our community has. Um, but it's it's going to be interesting just moving forward because like they do seem to be really keen on like I guess I get Kickstarters, but a fairly low risk way to launch product. Um, but but um, yeah, like what uh, hopefully this breeds enough life back in the game that that shops do pick it up again. And I think there's a lot of recovery happening in the world at the moment. So. Yeah, or, or, yeah, I think the game you know the upswing. You know, I guess yeah. we had we had a few years where it was pretty bleak for a while, to be honest. I think so. Yeah, but I think this developer, this development team, really seems to get it. You know, even yeah. uh, even little things that Faye said, like on that that episode of the meta, she said she mentioned that uh, Black Ivan, like, why the hell does that guy have evasive? Which is like something so yeah. obvious, but it, it's yeah. but she she gets it and she comes out and says. Well, it. My biggest, my, my happiest thing that she said was CIDs are going away. So, thank God. <laughs> yeah. but, oh, thank God. Those were the worst. And she, the thing that maybe the, honestly, the happiest was like, yeah, uh, you know, we listen to idiots sometimes pretty much, you know, like, so, yeah, not, not, she didn't blame me say words, it that way. But, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, she just said like, yeah, there's just a lot of uh, echo of chambers that we just eventually listened to and caved to, which I'm glad that they, uh, came out and said that you know yeah, let, so, let the developers yeah. develop i think this team seems really good if we're looking at uh this update and stuff like that so i've i have high hopes for orgoth coming out and yeah uh, sure that's gonna be sweet do you um do you miss the old book style releases um i do um I, like, I, I have too. a big, big fondness um and because and i get that they're not necessarily the most practical way to launch product because it's like you get your one release a year for the whole faction um and then you got it and you got to hope that it's good be, and it releases quickly because if it's not you're gonna like you know the heat when the helios first came 
going to be Rhett's saving grace in Mark II because it was an immune to fire model, which you no longer had to worry about the Lilith yep. II matchup. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, like, but that model didn't come out till I, th- I don't think it came out until Mark III. Happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so so that, was, that was one of the downsides of like the book style release. And, and then you could also be in the scenario where it's like, oh, I got my one release for the year and it wasn't great. Um, right. right. So, um, the, just, so to me, it, like, it made, there was, it's not as exciting as this giant update, don't get me wrong, but it made hmm. a lot of, there was a lot of anticipation to what could happen. Absolutely. You, know, you open that book and it's like, oh, me, you know, my warlock suite, next page, oh, cool, my my beast suite, oh, my unit's not that good, you know, but whatever. So, yeah, yeah. two cool things, but yeah, and every faction had that a lot, I think. Yeah, but, and, it, and it, like, it, it sort of had, it cut both ways, right, because like, you know, the, it certainly would have a creep element because, yeah. you know, when, when Colossals came out, it was like, oh, well, you better not be hordes for the next, you know, six months until we release Gargantuan. Right. Um, yeah. Which, which you know, that, that's that's an isolated problem. Um, but um, you know, it's about maintaining. Like you know, those would be about maintaining engagement. And I think I, I agree. There's so much anticipation that leads into those sorts of releases. Yeah, also, sure. because it was like because we're doing like we were doing Colossals, the book. It's almost like they were evolving the game in stages. Like the game, the game was evolving with itself. Right. Um, so, which which is really cool as a as a player because it's like. You know, you got all your buddies at the game shop, and you can like really start talking smack about like you know, uh, your your colossal was awesome, and this colossal sucks, yeah. but your cast is mad. Rah, yeah, rah. yeah, exactly, um, exactly. By by contrast to the the faction by faction, like the codex system, which is like um, everybody really resenting the guy that just got the update while their yeah. faction hasn't been updated for a while. I think that that's not. I I I prefer the book system to Same. that system. And the yep. way the books are presented, like with fluff, like you know, I, yeah, I really enjoy. Huge, I really yeah. enjoy reading fluff yep. for this game. Um, so I, like, yeah, I would the, love to see that come back. Different, you know, they always had like random. Uh, not you know, you'd have uh, uh, different yeah. paint styles for different units, you know, because they're yeah. different, uh, you know, sectors of what you know, who knows what, but you know, that, that stuff was sweet. It was just cool to have. I don't know. So I think yeah. I think the, the book release cycle is kind of a victim of the. Uh, technology also because print as a medium is kind of you know going by the wayside. Yeah, uh, but and that doesn't mean you printing. Can, you can't... Oh, Sorry, yeah, man. No, you. Go. Oh. It doesn't mean you can't release it digitally. You know, like if you could, mm-hmm. you don't have to. Then it's not like a sunk cost or anything. And you know, maybe people, it's behind a paywall if you want to make money off it, which I imagine you would if you put that all that time and effort to write the fluff and the artwork and this and that. But uh, I think you're right. It's, it was so cool to directly compare releases, you know? And I remember, like, all those book reviews be like, oh, this, you're, like you said, this Colossal versus that Colossal. Well, mine's much better, but this is better, so balanced out. And I think there was power creep in that way, but at least everybody was kind of creeping together. Or now, yeah. if, if you look at the rewards- last... Sorry, man. No, oh, if, if you look at, like, the what are the, the top five casters and lists from the previous mm. year, outside of Kruger 2... They were all whatever was released the latest. You know? yep. Yes. I mean, the, the yeah. one argument I have to my own thing, because I agree with, I love the book thing. My one argument to myself, I guess, to make myself a hypocrite is like, if this game was still doing that, Falsir would have came out as she was in week one of CID, which was a fucking atrocity to this game. Yeah. This game you know? But 
Yeah. But at the, at the same token, if you do it digitally, like they, they could have released a digital mm. PDF and then like, hey, okay, we're going through the, the closed playtesting. And then, uh, you know, when it's released in a war room, they could have adjusted it. Like they do dynamic, dynamic updates are so easy to do now because everything's digital. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And you know, yeah, the, and it's, oh, go ahead. Um, well, it's it's also just like, do you even need model rules in these books? Um, like, you know, the, like do, doing expansions. Like one of the things that Privateer Press does excessively well is um, like world building as opposed to yeah. straight straight narrative. Like of all like fantasy settings that I've ever like really engaged with, like I love their world. Um, it feels deep. It feels interesting. All that sort of stuff, which is why, like you know, why I ever went bought the book because by the time Colossus came out like War Room existed yeah um, but um, so like I'm really like but I do like the idea of the wave release so it's finding a way to do both those things because we're starting to get the the fluff side the world building side again with the IKRPG oh, yeah. expansion um, so it's, it's then how do you like marry those two together um, again I don't have an answer for that but like I really like the I really like um you know, each year, like you knew that the fluff was getting updated. Um, yep. You knew that you're getting those models. Like it really rewards the Pokemon card collector, of, like any nerd, which is like yeah, for sure. You, know, you, you got you, you know, you're all waiting for that to come out. So you, yep. like, you know, you could sort of schedule your shopping for the year and all that stuff. Um, yeah, uh, so it's just it's a direction, and and printing is not a cheap, um, no. you know, a, a cheap process to go through, and it can be very risky. Like if they don't launch, like that you know you've lost a lot of money straight off yeah, the bat absolutely right 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 and if you look at yeah, like, that's uh, the one thing i missed is like you know cids are were were fine i guess for a little bit but it's just like you just lost so much like hype and anticipation for each faction just by the, for the you know for the fact of like you know uh we were talking about this yesterday with a friend of ours that isn't playing the game right now but like mm. uh you know he's just like i was i opened up my war room and like did Scorn even get a freaking release since Mark Three started? It was just yeah. Thinking, I mean, Scorn, since if you if you discount like the models that were that came out upon release, like the 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 uh, full grown juniors and the Battlebox caster, Scorn has had uh, four models released. It's two solos, a battle engine, and one war caster, and that's it. And it's been five years. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. You know, well, that doesn't mean, I mean that, that doesn't mean that scorn can't be good. It just means no, that it just no, it, it's very hard to satisfy the collector. Um, yeah, and in I that think respect. like I mean, other than obviously like that, you know, theme forces coming out and stuff. Other than that, it's like you know, you can't really inject excitement into a faction if you don't really give them something, you know. Mm. So, but I don't know. I think you know. Uh, we don't have to speak on them right now. We will we'll, we'll definitely get you on later because this has been a great sure. chat. But uh, I think their their rework has been pretty good. So you know, oh, I but, agree. This update so. is fantastic. I, I, like, there's not really anything I can point to that I'm like, wow, that's that seems a, a bit of an oversight. But yeah, and I'm it's, not, it sort I'm of replaces it sort of replaces the emotional experience that CIDs I think created, which is like CIDs happened and you spent like the next what six to ten weeks with a part of the community in absolute dread of what was coming down the pipeline. Yep. Like, being like I'm, I've got to brace myself to play against strange bedfellows, for example. Exactly. Um, whereas, like, this update, like, just it just seems like, you know, yes, you've got people who are probably quite dissatisfied with it because that, that will always happen. Yep. Um, 
but the the general vibe of the of, people, of the community is it's like oh man like I got to go and like rewrite all my lists I've got to re-explore oh, like, all that sort of stuff. It is, which is really good. The fire, man. You know, and it's great. You know, yeah. so I think I, it's it's just you know we I don't know we it's just good. It's just good. I don't so. think the nerfs are really well received. Like nobody. Yep. All the nerfs, nobody, I don't think anybody's really been like, well, that's egregious. I mean, I think that was smart too. Like, how they they just yeah. did, like, you know, the 10 models or whatever it is that they got nerfed. Like, here's the nerf. Yep. And, you and know, they seem, it's just good. So, and they seem diligent. Like, you know, they've, yeah. been, they've been quite vocal, being like, there are still things on the watch list and they may get yes. touched pretty quickly. Um, right. So, if they, main, if they can maintain a diligence about that, I think that we're entering a, a, a pretty positive phase of. of development of this game for sure for sure i think I, I you know too. hungerford was it is a great human being you know and but i do think that power creep was just unbelievable when he was in this game you know in charge of the game and i think i don't know if that's a lot with to do with riot quests in general yeah. i think all those models are really I don't know if they're the top, they're the peak of their power, you know, but they're definitely like, they overshadow everything in their own, in their fat, you know, like it, why would you not take Scythe over any other solo? I mean, now there's, there's options, but she's still very strong. So yeah, I don't know. That's just my opinion, but you know, but yeah. Well, Um, what are you excited the most about in Trolls right now? Um, I'm the most excited about Grizzle One. Um, I think that like she's, she's OP though. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't do this. <laughs> she's no, she's just... very she is very strong. Um, no, she she's <clears throat> she like unyielding was an interesting choice to give her. I think that, that I think was, that's like, awesome. The, I think it's it's good. Um, it probably could have just been typed to warrior models and been perfectly fine. I didn't um, even catch this. <laughs> yeah, so. And that's the thing of like, you know, in terms of numbers machine existing, like, you know, you certainly can, like, you know, she feels like a good home for, say, Madrak Zero, for example. Yeah. Um, and then you can give his beast unyielding and under a Creel Stone, it's like, oh, hey, just arm 26 uh, against melee. Um, yeah. So um, that's what, like, you know, that's where it's like, oh, I, I could be more jazzed about like big numbers in the game. But um, I think that she's just wound up being a really. Like what she sort of is getting back to what Google One was in Mark Two, which was a very versatile caster, um, and that's good. Um, I, I want to explore like three different builds with her at the moment. Um, that's so that's so going back into the exploration phase of trolls, I think is is really fun. Um, yeah, that there are there are. I, I actually need to sit down once the war room updates happens. All right, so yeah, how many of these casters do I actually go back and relook at? Um, how many of them change? Um, how many of them get more? Like, how many of them of them change more than just like, oh, I wound up with extra stuff in this list, or yay, like because of the way breaches worked out, my list kind of stayed the same. Right, right. Um, and so I think Vengeance of Dunia is probably um, the other thing that I'm excited about, um, just because of um, you know, it's it's again, it becomes a wild west when you take out Dunian Archons as its requisition options and. Yeah, Junior Archon's not being a requisition option um, is um, a little bit difficult to, to sort of now, like, you know, it means that every list probably needs to change. But um, they it's are still usable. Yeah, no, they're good. I, I don't know. 
And you now get to explore other requisition points, like you know, I, you know, Desen Gubbin or Gudger and the Wasted, yeah. or yeah, exactly. Or, you know, it's like they, uh, you know, it just uh, it's not an automatic pick, you know, which they were. So it makes them anyway. a, it makes them a deliberate choice, which actually, like, yes. in turn, makes them a better model. Like, I personally think that you could have, you know, gotten rid of the infinite range healing on them, as yeah. well as making them not a requisition point. Um, right, but um. Yeah, like I, I think that that's like that shakes up the, every VOD list pretty hard, um, sure. and so that they will all need a rewrite. Um, and I'm excited for that. Like, yeah, um, big time. Yeah, it's good. It's think great. That uh, do you think champions hold back the faction? No, <laughs> I no, think. Really. Um, I mean, I think, space. I think. I think the perception that champions of what champions are abroad. I think that that limits what people do with this faction. Okay, um, John Henry. <laughs> no, so it's it's they're they're a very easy and obvious point of call because like their damage output is good, like yeah. really really good. Um, they're they've got good survival tech in terms of you know they're no they're like realistically the biggest one is that they they don't knock down when they're base to base. Um, but like their threat ranges can be pretty ordinary. Like you need to be buffing their threat ranges in order to be a threat. Um. Because they're not threading across the zone, so like you need to live, like land, plant them in a zone and let them and make sure that they survive before they're going to be able to contribute to work. Um, but then, and their work is going to be good. But also, like as the game has progressed, like you know, again, vindicators are, are an example of like you know, you do not want a clump um, no. of champions being hit by a vindicator blast because because <laughs> the way that splash damage then mucks around with your sanguine bond. So. Um, I'm not saying the champions are bad by any stretch of imagination, but I think people maybe need to be a little bit more deliberate with where they put them. Sure. Um, because, like, they're, 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 a, they're kind of like a Death Star unit. Like, they're designed to be built around. So your list has to function around them. But by comparison, like, you know, I'm a big advocate um, and have been for a little while now. Um, just in terms of, like, their output is still very, very good. Um, you know, they're... They power 14 on the charge, which is good, um, which means that the second you start buffing it, they will hit really, really hard. But yep. the other thing is that like, they've got native range of 12 inches, and that goes faster with many, many things. Um, but also their, sh- their, resi- their resilience to shooting is um, a lot better model per model than a unit of champs. Um, so like, by comparison, like, and we're talking like, for less points as well, um, a unit of champs, like they're 12, 18 under Creelstain, with five boxes and a sanguine bond, um, and sanguine bond is not as good of a rule as I think people make out to be because you you are making the whole unit easy to kill as it goes through. Yes, you can control who dies when, but um, it's not like the thing that makes that unit overpowered as such. And stuff in the game is getting good at damaging them enough that it doesn't often do the work that I think people in their head make them out to do. By comparison, yeah. like. The tough lows are going to be twelve twenty with eight boxes all the time, and that's a like that is a stat line that doesn't necessarily die to single gunshots, um, and they don't clump up, which means that they're not susceptible to really fast damage. So, like, it's just that trade off of like, what do you want the unit to do? Like, are you buffing champs enough? Taking otherwise, can you default into options? I think that um, Creel Warriors now have a much bigger place in the faction because they are also starting to push into that realm. Um, shooting resilient models because of the way the um, oh. cabers cabers yeah, work. That is a great change, by the way. Yeah, Massive, massively good change. Um, and I think that fen blades are also often overlooked yeah. because 
they're not they're not necessarily going to survive lots of gunshots. So you're not dropping them into matchups where your opponent's running a dedicated gun line, but they will also th- like they will also close the gap really really fast because of no right. quarter and vengeance. So, yeah. um, so there's lots of benefits there. Like, and previously they they hit like wet noodles apparently at power twelve, but like obviously you're probably going to play them with someone three who's going to turn them into a weapon mark or something like that. Whereas right. now they they like now they've also got powerful uh, sorry brutal charge. So they're not power twelve on the charge; they're actually power fourteen on the charge. Yeah, which is um, awesome. Yep. But which is again, yeah, you're starting to push into really good. Um, nice. Efficacy territory. Yep. 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 Um, so I think, like I said, I, I think it's a it's an optics thing that yes, because champs are in everything and they hit like Mack trucks. Um, well, they're pretty much in everything. Um, they hit like Mack trucks, and um, their concept is simple, and they have a lot of rules. But I think that looking broader across the faction, you can actually find way more interesting things to do in lists than just like you know I play my base and I play champs and that's. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Champs suck and don't play them. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what I said. No, no, no. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, I, I totally. I, uh, I do think they bend the faction's design a bit. Not as bad as like the, the Tridents did, but you're totally right. They're not flexible at all. They have a very sad game plan. And if they're in your list, they are your list. So if you can, if somebody has like mortality, it's horrible for them. Then your your list kind of starts to crumble a little bit. Whereas the tough low are a little more versatile, they're faster with line breaker. They can, you know, break through. Uh, oh, they're, yeah, they're great. Some troops and stuff, and they hit hard enough. So they I also agree. jam really well, right? Like so, yeah. like once once tough lows are in there, if things aren't able, like you know, if we're talking like infantry on infantry fight, if infantry can't then char- like retaliate by charging them, it's then very hard to drop them in melee. Um, which again, like, is the the tar pit thing that I think a lot of people expect champions to be, um, the what like you know the best in class at. Um, and whilst you can spread damage around, like twelve eighteen dies a lot than twelve when uh, fourteen eighteen dies a lot faster than twelve twenty does because in this day and age, defense fourteen isn't as I think as good as it was. Go back three years. No, no, I agree. Yep. Do you are you a fan of warders at all? Um, build a list with them. I'm I'm too emotionally scarred by war. Um, <laughs> is, is probably the, the genuine answer. Um, look, they're they're fine at, at like I think a min unit of waters is where they wound up being valuable. Um, yeah. so if you are playing waters, I can't really see needing to take a unit for like, and I don't think they got hit in the update either, did they? No, no, no. no. But no, you can so, those guys. They're pretty sweet, you know? I don't know, so... Yeah, like, they, they're just, like, 10 points for three shield guards seems okay at armor 19. Sure. Um, oh, they, and they got carapace. So, yep. like, you know, so they, they are good shield guards. They're not dying to, to guns. Um, I think 16 points, like, that now makes them more expensive. It makes them one point less than long riders, and it makes them the same cost as a unit of base champions. Mm. And that's, yeah. that's expense. That we're talking about, like, that's a premium that doesn't have premium output. Because um, no, they, kind of, they kind of have, like, if, if we're talking about all the threat range issues that champs have, like, waters kind of have the same problem with one less attack. Yep. Yep. And um, weapon masters, I mean, you know. And so. not weapon masters. They do have reach, yeah. I guess, you know, but I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, they yeah, do. The, I mean, if they had battle driven back, I'd be more inclined to take them, maybe. But 
Yeah, yeah so their base power 13 to 15 on a charge would be pretty sweet. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. You know, so. Yeah. But, I, I, uh, I, haven't, I haven't looked at them for a list in a very, very, very long time. Oh, no, like, not since either. last edition. Yep. Yep. For no, sure. With, with the, the K Rithro change, you probably won't anymore. Cause the, no. no. Yeah, the Krill Wears is a one thing I wanted. I wanted Fervor back for them, the prayer for both prayers, you know. But well, yeah, so no, yeah, no, I, I did, I did. Don't get me wrong, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm not trying not to be negative, but yeah, that would have been sweet. Yeah. Um. um yeah. Well, kind of. You you already went over that you're you're having fun with Gristle. Is there any other yeah. fa- or other caster or list you're you're excited about? Um, putting a lot of dudes with Magic 3 on the table, is, I'm really keen for. So I was running a list previously that was um, uh, two units of Fanblades and a unit of Long Riders, which was yeah. very good. Um, uh, I think Nads has been playing that um, in a few international events, um, sure. which, which we nicknamed Ride or Die. Um, <laughs> that list, because, of, because of points changes, I, I've got to put it through Conflict Chamber, but just looking at it, I think I basically just wind up with the same list, but I get an extra unit in the list because of points drops. Um, so that's a pretty cool like place for that cast of oh, bees. Just like huge, my man. whole game plan is like resilient swarm of dudes and now I get even more resilient swarm of dudes. Um, is is pretty cool. So I'm pretty keen <laughs> to play a bit more of him. Um, I, I want to play more as Zello um, in Vengeance of Dunia. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I played a little bit of him uh, when he first came out um, and then um, have moved on to other things, and I played Rhett for a little bit, like when Fauci first got dropped. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that my, yeah. so that I I could really show my locals just how painful that caster is. <laughs> just because um, you love your, your you you love growing the community. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, so yeah, um, and I've been playing a lot of Grim too over the last six months. Um, no, I, I think he's him. a I think he's an excessively underrated caster. Huge um, man, yeah, yeah. Like um, the, the barrage teams kind of were not okay for a caster with mortality and snipe together. No, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I and I and I think that again, he's like he's underrated. I think because he doesn't have like you know, he, I think people don't value the fact that he's um, got a great spell list and snipe is a feat, not a spell, because you only yeah. really need. Like you know, especially with that list, you only need snipe the one turn, and you then do. the rangers yeah. are, are in in that fight range. So, um, yeah, so he's he's better now. So I'll probably play a bit more of him. Um, yep. And then yeah, just starting to really start to brainstorm like you know untouched gems like Doom Shaper Two might be worth playing. Oh um, yeah. Who's, one, who's my old like Mark Two favorite? Um, I, I like we've got a real soft spot for him, and now that beasts are better, cheaper. Um, sure. That that might be a, a caster to to re-explore. <sighs> Totally. Doom Shaper three seems real fun too. Yeah, I've, I've got to spend some time. Like, I know he's very broad. I've I've literally like just looked at him a, a few times and been like, oh, I think I can just achieve what he's trying to do elsewhere easier. Sure. Um, sure. But but I, I, I you know everything is over at this point. Yeah. Like no, yeah, no, no that, that's the exciting part. You know everything. Yeah. Like everything's new, kind of fresh. I don't know. Uh, what was I going to say? That was one thing I was going to add there. Um, Steve, if you have anything, jump in. I'm trying to think. Do you do you, uh, do you think burrowers get back on the table at all? Um, you can. Um, like, there's nothing saying that they're untenable in a list. Um, Gunfighters, obviously, yeah. Again, another good date. Um, and I, again, I'm not probably going to Dudley Dursley on this one. Um, <laughs> but, again, but again, they're um, 
they they lost point blank in the transition. Like I'm okay with their current borrow rule, but the loss of point blank, which and their thing was like their guns are really short range, so like that's really it's a melee weapon. Yeah, um, basically. The difference between point blank and gunfighter is quite significant. Gunfighter yeah. doesn't really get affected by any buffs that the faction gives no. outside of like debuffing, so like calamity or mortality, uh, calamity or mortality. Yeah. Um, so if like you know unboosted power fourteen charges at rat five, um, it's kind of a, like yeah they're cheap, um, but I don't know I, I don't know if they're amazing and things that are like similar sort of things which is like advanced deploy dudes with guns you know brigands just got updated really nicely um so like they yeah. they may even like start making into lists but i can't really see borrowers um really sadly like i, I think had they just gotten point blank back back i would have probably put yeah. them back on the table so you can you can battle us them at that point again and then yeah no. exactly right yeah it was a blood fury. blood fury blood fury both yeah that was, that was my preferred version of Meat Mountain back in the day, which was Madrek 2 with Burrowers and Waters. Yeah, that's yep. awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. sweet. Oh, uh, that was yeah. So, Horda 1 lost the affinity. How oh. awesome is that? I think it's sweet. So It's actually really awesome. Um, Hotshot is a great spell, and um, bound, uh, Bombers are beasts that never wanted to boost everything because they had to cast nope. Anonymous at the same time. So, I think yeah. that... He's probably the most efficient place to have a bomber now, um, which is Big good. Um, so, like, yeah, so I, I think that that's probably going to start making its way into some of my lists um, sure. over the next little while. Um, so, some, I've been, yeah, perusing other Discord channels and forums and whatnot, and there are some mm. factions that are instantly uh, playing out of Theme Force lists because you're only playing 15 points down at this point, which is a pretty yep. good thing. Do you think trolls have uh, casters that would want to play out of theme? Generally, um, it's debuff casters or you know control, control, control casters yeah. that want to do that. But we, yeah. I don't know. It'd be casters that do things agnostically of their the models in their army, right? So, um, mo- like nothing that is tied to friendly faction or anything yeah. like that. So the, we've got we've only got one cast that does. Or two, so we've got two casts that remotely do that, which is Cold Grammar. And Cold Grimmer, sorry, and um, Calandra. Uh, um, are, are they really uh, the only two? Grim, Grim two, two possibly, you, can, but... you, can, you can mortality. <clears throat> I guess Grim one with March for death two, maybe you know, but I, maybe, you but, know. but like you know, Grim two is like if you're reaching for non-theme, then what? Why? So you want to see you can grab more minions? Well, you got Vengeance of Dunia, which gives you all the minions that have guns. Yeah, really, exactly. Anyway. Yeah, no, except for sure. except except for Scythe. Um, so no, Craters maybe. Oh, uh, croak boys! Oh, uh, croak boys! Yeah, like I don't know, like yeah. Okay, I, I guess you could. Um, I mean, acceleration for the bomber's bomb isn't it? Fire type bomb? No, it isn't it, actually. Never no, mind. it's not. No. <laughs> Damn it! What well, a fire troll! I guess With horror, <laughs> yeah. fire starter. Boom! There you go. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I don't know, like uh, non-theme controls. Like I think their themes are actually divided up quite nicely. Yeah, they are. Um, I agree with you. I agree with you. Like, I don't think there's much need to explore outside. No, no. The benefits are decent enough to play them, you know. So, and like yeah. I said, Vengeance of Dunia gives you all the options you really want anyway. I like exactly other right. than Scythe, maybe. Yep. So, yeah, you're right there. Oh, vanilla. Steve, do you have any questions? Well, I mean, I just want to say I think vanilla lists are might be on the rise nowadays. Yeah, I, I yeah, do. yeah. 
15 um, points is not insurmountable. It's not 21, you know. Yeah, no, I know, I know the, um, the Sorcia's one yeah, list. Yeah. Like, the Ocean's list is sort of making a comeback. Um, so good, like, good, good on her. Um, yeah, that's awesome. You know, that's, that's, that's ingenuity, and if it's working, then that's, like, you know, very original creative thinking, which is good in a game like this. Yep. Yeah, we've got to get Nigel back in to, to show us the way. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, we've already tried. We're trying. It's yeah. Um, we, uh, I think Ashlyn won. P, uh, can, can also do it. She's kind of one of those casters, too, that yeah, but she can do is that. But they, they do have a regulars, but at the same time, like, I think a good, like, jack loadout for her is Rosinante Gallant. Yeah. You know? So, and you cannot play those in the regulars. So, yeah. you can take everything yeah, else you want be. except for them. But it's just like, well, I'll take 15 points to play those two jacks. They're sweet. So, I think the two most yeah. likely casters to do it are. P. Sorsha and Ron. Ron can do it. I was going to say, Ron's Ron would be Ron's Ron would be the yep. other place I'd be looking at. Yep, um, big time. So you can get like gun units with battle mages. <sighs> maybe maybe Haley too. Also, I don't know. Like, yeah, like I mean, that she was like Haley's heroes was a thing back in the day. But yeah, so but, I mean, like long story, like so, to circle back around to it, um, I, I I think that trolls are quite satisfied with what they can take in their things. Like nothing feels yeah. limited or restricted. No, too that's true. Much. Yep. Um, I, I think Creole Company is still a good turtle. Um, <laughs> uh, just, just, just it, it, it's Vengeance of Dunia, but without all the really silly stuff. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Um, so. I think we're getting close to wrapping it up, right? So mm-hmm. let's hit this last question here. If you had Go to name a top three casters in the faction right now, uh, what are they? Or we'll rank top them three. all. Oh, no way. <laughs> There's only 15 or whatever. It's not that much. Um, I mean, I we'll can go and... We'll get back to rank them all. How about that? <laughs> I, can, I can do it in terms of categories. Um, sure. So, so I think in terms of, like, top... Like, the, the top end of our caster roster, I think Cole Grimmer, for me, is my... I think she's my favourite, and I think she's probably one of the strongest in the faction. Yeah. Um, she works really well for me. Like, I really like Crowley, that also have a bit of output. She sort of ticks all my boxes in that respect. Um, so I'd probably put her at the top. Um, right. I think Madrak 3, Ragnar, probably Grizzle 1 at this point. Um, oh, sorry, and I'd say Gumbion is then an outlier. He's just, he's a whole different beast. Like, he's, a, he's designed to be a, like a gear check. Um, so right. I, think, I think he, in terms of can you be successful with him, I think infinitely yes. Um, but I, again, I, I just I, I sort of blank on him all the time. Um, so he I think in binary, that binary, super yeah. binary. Yeah, 100%. You know. So I think in the next tier down, then we're looking at Ragnar 3, probably Madrak 1, Grissel 1, um, as the, that next tier down of like very excellent casters, and Calandra in very excellent casters. Um, super flexible, that. Um, and that, that's the testament to like, um, and Grim 2. Like, like, so it's like, which casters would I not play at that point? Um, yeah. And, yeah. And there's actually, there's actually none that I wouldn't play. I think Grim Angus is. Um, what is odd now? I, I don't yeah. quite. I, I it's can't piece put piece. Than that. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, you, I there's... can't quite piece together what I'm doing to to really make him shine. I think you can. I just I'm just not putting the mental effort there because it just seems awkward. But I think um, Doom Shaper two, Doom Shaper three seem both seem very serviceable. Gumby on one is is a very good caster. Um, Doom Shaper one. Sorry, which one? Doom Shaper one. Doom Shaper one. I. <sighs> I, I mean, I, I think can't, his, his I thing is underrated, it. I think. It's not 
bad, but you've got to be playing into a into a matchup where that's valuable. Because outside of sure. that, his spell list is a bit whatever. He has um, the best purification in the game. He does have that. Yeah, yeah. he does. And again, how much? It's, it's you've got to be if you want to put him as a tech piece. But um, you know, we've got other casters that dispel, which in like Ragnar with hex, hex know, blast and things like that. Yeah. Um. You know, Guardian Beast is not bad. Um. Fortune is not bad. Um, Rampages, not bad. Stranglehold no. is um, a very, as a Wormwood player, is a very frustrating spell now. Um, right. Because right. of, of the nerf that it received. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, again, I, I, I'm probably not putting a lot of mental energy into him at the moment. Sure. Um, that's, a, that's cool. Because he, he seems very, very geared towards like running beasts and things like that. And I think there are better beast casters in the faction. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, no, I don't disagree. But. Chris, Crystal. Crystal, um, Crystal Two seems okay, um, but a bit boring. Um, I, I, she doesn't excite me. Borker Two, I think, is super, super fun, and I think he's not not bad at all. Borker no. One obviously got a decent update. So, yep. and Hoggle, I think, is again, he's just he's hard to make work right. And Madrek Two is a lot better. Like getting Berserk is good for him um, in this update, but he's going to be now forever living in the shadow of more efficient Madrek Two. Um, Oh, which, is yeah, Ma- yeah. which is Madrak 3. Because um, like, yeah. it's like, he brings the Weapon Master spell. He doesn't have Warp Path. Um, and I could have actually seen Madrak 2 becoming a Ma- uh, Fury 6 caster because, and lean yeah. more into the idea that he's a Warp Path caster. Right. Um, but, you know, his feat's actually quite good. Um, but Madrak 3 is bringing sort of one of the biggest shticks that he brings. And then also doesn't, like, he alleviates the tax on your army of not needing to build a stone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, in, in all that, like, there's the only ones that I would consider to be, like, sort of in the, the lower end, I'd really say, like, Jarl, Grim 1, maybe Doomy 1. Um, they, they'd be the ones that I'd be, like, I just, I'm a big man on. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Man, I really, I, I am excited to put Jarl on the table. I don't know, maybe that's just me, but. I love Jarl. Like, Mark 2, I played so much Jarl. Um, <laughs> Like he he's so fun and and like when you've got lots of like sort of low power low armor solos running around he can actually run a really good like he he has a lot of good answers there but um yeah just just again it's it's a matter of like um I, I tend to focus really like intently on like a few casters at a time so sure. um yeah, yeah. just the mental effort hasn't been there yet um no that's cool that's cool yeah yeah and maybe it'll get there you know yeah, I don't know absolutely um. Cool. Well, that was a great podcast. Thanks for coming on, man. We we super appreciate it. So, no, my pleasure, man. It's been fun. It was yep. a ton of fun. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, thanks oh, for coming. It's great. It was great. Uh, yeah. So we'll have to we'll have to team up again sometime. Maybe we can do a yep. full dark guidance and and both of us do a crossover. Yeah, that'd be cool. sweet. Absolutely. All right, boys. We'll um take care of yourselves and uh, yeah, have fun. Talk to you later. Sounds good. We'll see you. Bye. All right. Oh, wow. Cool. We're, good. We're good to go. All right.
yeah, so I don't know if we can just chill out for a bit. I set these sure. questions, but it's just whatever. I mean, I don't think we'll have a problem talking, so. No. no. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the, oh, are you in the uh, line of sight Discord channel? No, I, I'm a don't. really, like, really bad adopter of, um, of Discord, and, like, I find the the noise-to-signal ratio, particularly when it comes to, like, war machine, or just, like, any hobby, but, like, war machine in particular, when it comes to, like, mass internet discussion is, like, pr- pretty pretty painful. It is. Um, it is. The only thing that Discord's good for is, like, online events. That's it. Yeah. But other than that, I am getting out of that fucking piece of shit because <laughs> the group think, let's cry about things that didn't get better is, like, yeah. holy shit. Oh, it's, it's bad. Just, it's like pretty, pretty, pretty typical. Like nerds having the Dudley Dursley syndrome of like, like, yeah. uh, you know, I got, I got all these things, but I wanted more. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's funny. I just started watching the first Harry Potter last night again. Uh, yeah, nice, <laughs> great. Yeah, no, you're right though. Yeah, I don't know if it's that way in Australia too, but Jesus Christ, the Americans at least are fucking just shitting their pants. You know, but we've got, we got like, um. Like, we've got a fairly close-knit community here, and, like, a lot of us are, are like, really positive about this one. Um, like, you know, the Dark Guidance episode will be, will be primarily positive. Um, but there's a few guys that, like, are really trying to big-brain it and have, like, real philosophical problems with, like, focusing on point costs and, and all that, which, yeah. I, which I agree with to an extent. Um, and, like, sure. um, and they're taking particular issue with, like, just how potent things like Warple Stalkers have gotten as a result. Like, they're just unparalleledly, um, like death touch to the game yeah um yeah. but like you know and i think that 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 conversation has been quite heated over the last few days but um i think it'll simmer down um and all that but i think the joys of being in this sort of hobby is that everyone's an armchair expert oh yeah um, keyboard all, cowboys, always. you know and some, some people like really eloquent and put a lot of thought into it and like to be honest like some of our guys i reckon would make really good developers or play testers sure um but, but just like the that also means they've got very strong opinions about the game, and and that can lead to fairly, fairly um, opinionated discussion. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I do think uh, Circle came out on top. I think it's probably the best faction after all the all the said and done. Oh. But we'll see. I'm not sure. Um, I, I'm I'm I would be very very happy if I was a Kato player right now. I think trolls yep. are in a ri- are in a ridiculous place. Um, okay. Yep. Especially as a recipient of like a very recent CID, and then basically this update then touches everything that wasn't in their update. Right, right. Um, and retribution, I think, was a very much a case yeah. of the rich get richer. Like, yeah, yeah their, their their requisition options um, got a little bit worse in Defenders of Isles, but the sort of buffs that they received are just so so strong. Um, yeah, it's kind of so. the same situation there, right? I mean, they just they just had an update. Four months yeah. ago, five months ago, and then like yeah. the, the things that did not get touched were Legions of Dawn, and then it get, it got touched. Yeah, so yeah, very yeah, much so. People, people are complaining about fucking like the uh, the house guard halberdiers and the the, the the riflemen not getting more adjusted, and it's just like yeah, yeah but ha- I don't know. The halberdiers got like they get a they get a decent upgrade with the change to shieldball, right? Because they're fast, yeah. and you've yeah. got a des- you've got a desperate pace solo in faction, so like. And they've got repositions, so they can functionally like they can. If you take a, a house guard Joe with them, um, they walk into shield wall fourteen inches. Yeah, which is crazy. Which is not yeah. nothing. No, no. 
That's not and a little is it, right? If you play with Ostian, you can quicken them. It's 16 inches. So you, go, you can walk 16 inches with yeah, your wall. Yeah, um, nice. And it's not like, and I'm not saying like that's necessarily like a broken interaction, but it certainly no. now gives them an identity in that theme, which is what they were lacking before. They were bad Rift of Vassal, they were bad um, Eloise Swordsman, and now they're their own thing, which is um, like resilient to damage value guns. Yep. Um, yep, yep. Which is like, and that's, that's, that's fundamentally positive for them. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, I mean, I can understand if, like, people, like, you know, I went out and bought four Executioners, and I was like, oh, I'm going to live the dream of, like, just playing these guys as rec option for the rest of my life. Um, but also, that model is kind of abortive design, which is, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's either fundamentally broken or it's very hard to put into lists, and I think it now is okay to pay for, but I don't think it's a must-have in all of your defenders lists. Right, it's right. Which is, yep. which is better for the game. Like, yes, end of the day, that's, that's much much better for the, for the game than a model that basically does the work of a whole unit each activation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shoot. I don't know. We should just uh, dive into it. Yeah, yeah let's not? do it. Hop in there. All right, quick. Uh, so I'll probably introduce ourselves, I guess, and then we'll... I don't know. Jess will introduce you real quick. That's cool. Something like that. Yeah, man. So sure. I've, I've, I've probably got about an hour and 40 free, if that's right. Yeah, no worries. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. 